1: pop up Uh, every time somebody every time somebody looks at that shelf achievement unlocked extra nerd point
2: Yay! Yay! hooray so did anything you've been busy all week you've been a busy little beaver
1: i have been cramming in the animation it's been awesome tons of animation this weekend
2: you want to talk about the animation
1: yeah we can
2: so let's go ahead and talk about the animation welcome to the animation station podcast Episode... Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. I did not know. That's why I paused. (laughs) I got you. I'm your host, Josh. Joining me is
1: other host... Gavin. That was delightfully (laughs) smooth. So, yeah, I have been um, really engulfed in animation world this weekend. So, we watched our feature film that we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, We watched that on Friday night. And then yesterday, which was Saturday, I went to see Moana for a second time and really, really enjoyed it again. And then today we had the amazing opportunity to see the Studio Ghibli or Ghibli or however you say it. It's pronounced Ghibli. It's I, not pronounced Ghibli. I don't know. I said uh, giblets. Studio giblets, um, which is you know one of our favorites and one of my favorites. Josh is learning to love them. Anyway, they showed Spirited Away on the big screen today. It was a fathom event. So it's the 15th anniversary of Spirited Away, and we got to see it on the big screen. It was Josh's first time seeing it, and it was my third
2: ever Miyazaki film.
1: Yeah. So he's he's kind of still a novice. When it comes to Miyazaki and the greatness therein, but you liked it, right?
2: Yeah, I liked it. Um, so was Moana better the second time? Different second time? Did you catch stuff that you missed the first time?
1: Uh, yeah, I I actually do feel like I was able to enjoy the movie as a whole much more the second time. I have a bad habit of zeroing in. You know so intently on the artwork the first time I watch an animated movie that I do come away from it having missed out on story element character development some of the big picture stuff and this time around I was able to just kind of sit back and take it all in and enjoy it for what it is and I do feel like I enjoyed it even more the second time, and I gave it a 3.5 when we did our Cartoon Cafe. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely upgrading it to a 4. There's a chance it could go higher than that, but 4 is, is stellar on my rating system. So, I, I mean, it, it really is good. I, I was able to enjoy the music more because I was more familiar with it. I was able to, you know, just follow the story along with where it wanted to go instead of trying to compare it to what my expectations were for Mm -hmm. the story. And, you know, I set myself up for it because I, I went into that movie with higher expectations than any animated film since probably Big Hero 6. Like, I was so pumped up for this movie and wanting it to be everything that I wanted it to be. And when it was different than that, I my initial response was partial disappointment, but it's just because it was different. It wasn't worse than what I expected. It was just different. And I don't know. I, I, I do think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's some of the most beautiful animation that they've ever created. I do love the character of Moana. I think she's one of the most beautiful and sweet and strong and amazing princesses they've ever come up with i get is she a princess she's a chieftain's daughter,
2: chieftain's daughter. I mean, there's that
1: whole conversation on the boat if you haven't seen the movie yet i
2: mean she does have an name a sidekick
1: they, where maui wants to call her a princess but she's saying she's not whatever anyway female heroines in the disney canon she is ba and i really really adore her and when she's a little kid she's probably the cutest thing that has ever been animated it's ridiculous
2: And we should do a full, like, actual episode
1: on Moana
2: because I feel like our last one that we did, our Cartoon Cafe, we couldn't really go into what we really thought of it without any sort of spoilers. Right. And so I think it came off that neither one of us, like, really liked it. Yeah. But we both really liked the movie. Exactly. But just the way we presented ourselves, I think, it just kind of – Made it made a sham like smucks.
1: <laughs> I agree. I, I think we've both decided that from now on we're gonna do our cartoon cafes as just us critiquing and discussing the film and not worry about being spoiler free. We'll just you know make sure that it's well known hey, we're gonna spoil the movie and that way if you're ready to listen to it and you want to listen to it, you know you'll actually get our real and true thoughts on the movie with full details. Because it was. It was hard for us to really kind of explain how we felt about it without spoiling it. And and we were misunderstood in a lot of ways. Yeah. And we don't like being misunderstood, no. guys. We just want you to know us and get us. So
2: going into our second topic, mm-hmm. we did go see Spirited Away.
1: Oh, my gosh. It was so cool to see it on the big screen. It
2: was so cool. Yeah. I, I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And... On the way from getting food back to the apartment, mm-hmm. I bought it on Amazon. Oh, did you? Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I knew it. you were looking for it on your phone. Yeah, I went <laughs> ahead and just purchased it. It's um, so good.
2: I, there was one problem with both of our viewings of this movie.
1: Yeah, li- listen, guys. <laughs> if, if here's a little tip: if you're gonna go to a rescreening of a beloved. You know, film of any genre—it's you know something that's been around forever, and you know and love it. Don't feel like you have to prove to the rest of the theater that you're the number one fan of this movie by cackling, by commenting, by joking, by laughing like a fool,
2: mm-hmm. et,
1: cetera, et cetera,
2: Well, cause see, like I, I like just that stuff because they bring all these old like this stuff back to yes. the big screen. Like they, I know they did a uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail one that uh-huh. I really wanted to go to, but yeah. it was like the sing along or a uh, speak along or whatever, yeah. and I'm like, I don't want to sit in the theater they with do a stuff bunch like of they
1: did idiots one for like Frozen. me
2: doing yeah. just going through the whole entire thing because I know that movie back to front, yeah. But well, I don't, that's the point. I don't
1: Everybody wanna... does, so that's why they do. Yeah, something but I'd like
2: rather that. just sit and watch it on a big screen. I,
1: I agree, and but it is cool if you guys don't know what we're talking about. Fathom events is basically a company that brings you know either live events or old movies back to movie theaters and they're usually like one or two night engagements and in this case for the 15th anniversary of Spirited Away they were showing Spirited Away on the big screen for 2 days and we got that's what we got to do today and yeah it's just sometimes it's a different experience with the type of an audience yeah. that you get with something that's Beloved because you get a bunch of super fans in there and they're somehow not worried about ruining the experience for everybody, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was lame, but I was able to, for the most part, tune it out and just enjoy the film. I'm excited for you to get it in the mail so that you can watch it unencumbered by outside distractions. Yeah, and maybe
2: get there, you know, not right when the movie
1: starts. Yeah, that's, that's another a good, tip. That's pro a, tip, right pro here. Pro tip, yes. Get
2: to the movie before early. the lights go down. Yeah. yeah exactly. And Jeez, oh man, yeah, the one next to me, she was jumping in, <laughs> up and down in
1: her seat. Yeah.
2: She had like seven favorite parts. So was like, "Oh, this is my favorite part.
0: Oh, this is my favorite part.
2: This is my favorite part." I'm like, yeah. "We know." And whenever uh what, what what's his name? The big black monster guy?
1: Um, No, no face? face. Yeah.
2: Whenever No Face came on the screen, she said, like, "That's No Face." But, like, "Thanks. I got it. I got it." <laughs> the first 17 times he said that's No Face, thanks for that.
1: Well, oh um, Josh, would you define Spirited Away as a comedy? No. Because the guy next to me thought it was. Oh, so oh did mine. Oh, my gosh. We,
2: that's what we need to do next time we go see this. Like, Because in January, they're going to be doing Princess Mononoke. Yes. They're bringing that to the big
1: screen. That's going to be amazing on the and big screen.
2: We're, I'm definitely probably going to go see both showings of that. Oh, cool. But we need to get a whole entire aisle. And
1: we can sit <laughs> in the middle ourselves. of the aisle. No, we'll just bring 20 coats. Just oh, we should just put coats, on just the put seats. coats everywhere. Yeah.
2: So, is anyone sitting Suits here? Yes, taking. they are. They'll be here about halfway through the movie, so <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. Well, what's cool is that they extended this engagement, right? Because they sold out tickets. Everywhere. Yeah, they sold
2: out so many tickets that they're going to go ahead and play it again next weekend.
1: Yeah. So look it up, guys, on FathomEvents.com, um, and if you get the chance to see Spirited Away, uh, take that chance because it's it's totally worth seeing on the big screen. And, and for Princess Mononoke, which comes out in early January, we'll be sure and let you guys know when exactly that's going to be uh, playing at theaters in your area. Yeah.
2: Um, and be sure and say, like if you end up going to go see The Spirited Away, there is a special little thing at the end. Oh, yeah. It was called Ghibli's.
1: Yeah, and I guess it's like an episodic thing that they do that's kind of just stories about three of them that work in the studio. Yeah, this
2: was the first time that this one came out to America, Mm -hmm. this number two. Yeah. So
1: it was – It's basically just three little short animated films.
2: It was weird. It was super weird. I mean, they were good. Like the first one I thought was really good. So good. But then there's like a dance number, (laughs) and it's like
1: trippy. Yeah, it
2: was awesome. It's like, wait. Because like, like, we, we have the first one like where they eat curry, and I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is actually pretty cool. Yeah. And then that second one, and then that part two of it, I'm just like, what what happened? What happened?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't understand. And then they had that other one, which was like a total love story.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was
2: the unrequited love one.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Josh got a little misty in oh, that one. Oh, <laughs> man.
2: It, it tugged at the heartstrings. like, yeah. please just make this into a whole entire movie or... A series i would watch it was really sweet plus the animation on it was really good too i liked that style all All, all three were different animation
1: styles Mm -hmm. yeah it was neat so yeah if you get the chance to see it stay till after the credits because they do the short films after the feature in this case which was kind of weird i thought they would do it beforehand yeah but it's
2: like the first one's kind of like a a little bit of like a maybe like a kill a kill and like some bits of foolie cooly
1: Sure. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you don't know either I one of those. I forget it. I don't agree with that. <laughs> it's not even worth
2: it. So, Gavin, yeah. what would you give Spirited Away?
1: Um, Spirited Away is truly one of the most beautifully animated films that has ever been made. It's not my favorite film from the studio or from Miyazaki, but I would give it a. Hmm, I would definitely give it a four... Maybe a 4.5. I'm going to give it a 4. Okay. Just because there are a few that I rank higher personally on the Miyazaki list. But it's so good.
2: So, 4 Jiminy's? We didn't do that last time. We just said it was a 4 or a 5. We need to actually oh, yeah. start doing our yeah, Jiminy's yeah. Jiminy crickets.
1: I, I rank out of 5 Jiminy Crickets, and this one gets 4. Okay.
2: Well, for me... This movie, I think, has a better story than, I mean, again, I've only seen three Ghiblies. Mm -hmm. I've seen Howl's, I've seen Mononoke, and I've seen this one now.
1: Spirited Away, yeah.
2: Of the three I've seen, this one has the best story. I agree. This one, by far, has the best voice acting.
1: either of any of those the dubbing on this one is really really good I totally agree oh it stars um, Susan Egan who's Megara Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome as soon as she came on screen because it's been so long since I've seen this I couldn't remember who did the voices but as soon as she came on I told you this is a Disney character. Which Disney character yeah. is this? I know this is a Disney character. Who is it?
2: Yes, and, of course, Mr. Charles Emerson Winchester Third. Yes,
1: David Ogden Steers making and, uh, another appearance. I can't
2: remember the girl's name. But the girl who plays Lilo in Lilo and Stitch oh, is yeah. Uh, Chihara. Yeah. Or Sin. Yep. Chiharu. It's an it's a Uru, Chih- isn't Chihuru. it? Chihuru.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, so, yeah. So I mean, oh, and John and,
1: Ratzenberger makes yep, an appearance in it. John Ratzenberger, yeah. <laughs> the voice of Pixar.
2: I mean, th- there, for me, there wasn't really anything wrong with this movie, so I'm going to give it five Dipper Pines.
1: Nice. Out of five. I like it.
2: I mean, I literally bought it... On the way home. On the way yeah, home. That's pretty amazing.
1: So. I'm glad you did, and I'm glad you're building your Ghibli library, and it's kind of fun to have a friend to watch Ghibli movies with for the first time. It's kind of neat to see that, because I remember when I discovered miyazaki and just began devouring everything that they put out um that it was it was amazing to just know that there was this studio across the pond doing this amazing work and it was available to us now across the pond
2: do we use across the pond when it's coming from the pacific ocean Uh, it's
1: across a pond okay i i do i just did across the
2: pond would be considered like it's going to like europe
1: well, it, it, you could go that way. It'd be a long way to go. It would go. be a
2: really long way
1: to but, go. you know, I think the the bigger pond to the left, you know. That's, yeah.
2: that's 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 more of a lake. Across the lake? That's across the lake. All right. From now on, it's across the lake.
1: Of course, Josh Kane. They're all oceans, actually. Actually, it's all one ocean. That's true. We, it, we just divide Mind it. Mind blown. We divide it so it's something <laughs> else
2: to teach in school. In I geography
1: know. What, what's the one? It's like... The Indian Ocean, it's just like – just kind of like a little area.
2: It's, it's like area. a, it's like like, a it's it like the really gulf. It's not even really a Mexico, gulf though. And it's like whoop, right there. You know,
1: the Gulf of huh. Mexico kind of has its own little area. Like the Indian Ocean it always was the one to me. It's like yeah, – I mean, okay, I guess. Just cut off a corner. So and...
2: do you know how many oceans there are?
1: Um, it's a wow, trip this one, because turned they, into they, geography. Because they
2: added one after I got out of school.
1: Are you serious? There's
2: now an Antarctic Ocean
1: really yeah it just drew a bigger ring around pretty much <laughs> it's like okay antarctica.
2: here's here's the arctic ocean this one's going to be the antarctic ocean
1: oh my god so that
2: way that we have some sort of body of water that goes around antarctica mm-hmm. so it's like oh, this one's the antarctic
1: that's no, lame no it's not that stupid <laughs> that's lame so what does that make five oceans we got five Nice. still
2: seven continents
1: <laughs> until uh... russia decides
2: that they want to be something else and not one they don't want to be either europe or Right. Asia, they just want to be Russia.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hey, um, I say we talk more about animation though, instead of
2: Russian animation geography
1: and geology and stuff.
2: Alright. So Gavin, what do you want to tell everybody what we watched this week?
1: Yes. If you missed our homework post, then this will be a surprise to you. We are watching <laughs> you missed the homework post <laughs> how is that how, how, how'd you
2: like, like go back look at it give it a yeah, like.
1: look at it uh yeah comment like um meet the robinsons from walt disney animation studios yay yeah so it's a movie from 2007 and really 2007 yeah why
2: it seems earlier
1: i know this seems like this would be
2: like just because of the animation this well, looks like it came out in 2002
1: yeah you know Walt Disney Animation Studios had a really rough start to their, you know, going into the like CGI realm. You know, Pixar was just way ahead of the game of every studio, obviously. They, they're the pioneers of uh, that whole type of animation, and so that makes sense. But at the time, um, you know, this this movie came out, was being created at the time that Disney bought Pixar, so it was being created before they really had the full benefit of all of Pixar's knowledge and help and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it con- like it went Chicken Little and then this. <laughs> and then the next movie, Bolt, is a huge jump forward in their animation quality. And then the one after that is Tangled. We all know how beautiful Tangled is. When did Tangled Dinosaurs is. come out? Um, well, I didn't really include that in the list. I think it was near the same time, somewhere between 2005-2007, somewhere in there, because they really did that with – they kind of outsourced that to other okay. studios. Walt Disney Animation didn't really do that one. I don't know how all of it works, but I mean it, it kind of is under the Disney label, but it's – it wasn't really made by Disney. I'll, I'll have to do some more research to give a definitive answer on that, but okay. it it's not really – a true Disney feature animated film. I like that movie though. I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, I agree that the animation in this looks a little rough because, you know, they they weren't quite there yet. Now, I mean, looking at Zootopia and Moana, I think the Walt Disney animation studio is putting out better animation quality in than Pixar? Pixar is right now. I think we can argue about the movie quality, like the overall quality of their films, but I kind of feel like Disney Studios is back on top. I really do. Anyway, back to Meet the Robinsons. Um, What can I say about it? Let's see here. So basically it was originally scheduled to come out a year earlier, and when part of the purchase of Pixar um, also is – part of that deal was making John Lasseter – the chief creative officer over the Disney studios as well. So Mm -hmm. he became CCO chief, yeah, CCO over both studios. And so he's a executive producer on this and he came in and kind of saw where they were with the film and kind of like what happened with, um, beauty and the beast when John Katzenberger came in and said, Oh no, we got to scrap this. We got to redo all this and make it a musical. Lasseter came in and said, "Uh, yeah, we need to change the direction of this. And and it's estimated that they changed about 60% of the movie to what it is now. And I don't know what it would have been like before that because I can't imagine this movie being any different than it is. It's so perfectly zany and off the wall and at the same time heartfelt as all get out. Um, So I like whatever changes they made because i think it, it works out well i will
2: say it does seem like there is a chunk of the movie missing
1: well let's get into that okay, in a minute. okay. I, i'm interested to, to hear that but because we'll talk about the story here uh it's based on a children's book by uh william joyce did not know that that's yeah cool. it's like a little picture book oh it's, you know with not it's not like a novel yeah I thought, it's just I thought a picture was just book like, yeah like, Howl's? No. like it's mm-hmm. like a series no um and so it was basically I mean it was a, a moderate success, but I feel like it's one of those movies that is uh it's largely forgotten, you know. Yeah and when you bring it up, a lot of people will be like, Oh yeah, I meet the Robinsons, I love that. But it's and, it's
2: not like Lion King or something yeah. like that, where people are like, Oh yeah, we know that. When movie. people
1: are ranking Disney movies, you know, it's not one that comes to mind in your first twenty five, you know, and it, like, I honestly, it,
2: I didn't know that it was a Disney movie yeah. for the longest time, because it, it, just because the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like any of the Disney movies. Well,
1: Chicken Little doesn't either. Yeah, and right? I, like, when you said yeah. that,
2: like, when we were talking about it, uh, what was that, was, was that last night or Friday night?
1: It was anyway, one of the nights.
2: one of the nights. Um, <laughs> we were talking about it. I didn't know Chicken Little was. Yeah. I was like wasn't that a Nickelodeon movie?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's the thing, like Disney hadn't really found its identity yet with CG animation. They were still working towards it. I don't think they really land on it until they get to Tangled. And then, I mean, you draw a direct line from that to what Where just came now. out, Moana, and it's just such beautiful, expressive, amazing animation and I and I love what they're doing. But, you know, Meet the Robinsons had animation limitations to it. Now, I think they overcame them by creating, you know, a vast array of characters and using bright colors and great music and a zany story and just a whole lot going on to kind of cover up the fact that it's not perfect animation. But I mean, I think on an artistic level, I think it's pretty good you know especially for what they had at the time yeah um but um let's go ahead and talk about what we liked about the movie and then um so you can go ahead and talk about you know the, the story elements that you liked and what maybe you found missing
2: yeah i like the story's really good mm-hmm. i mean i was like i i'd seen this movie before but watching it again i was like oh yeah that's right that mm-hmm. happens it is kind of you. Pretty much see where it's going.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, does that make sense? Like, no, I know, like, it, I know exactly what you mean. I very... I didn't the first time I saw it, so I was like, I was. Yeah, it's not very breakthroughy.
2: Surprised. I mean, not. I, I'm pretty sure not knowing it, watching it the first time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: wa- like watching it, and you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's totally his family from the future." Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of. Like a I'd say, to, I'd to say me, that's I didn't. A I
1: didn't see that watching it the first time. Like I was completely surprised completely shy, by it. Yeah. But I don't do that. Like I don't like look around the corner when I'm um, taking in a plot. Like I don't like try and guess what it is or like I just it just unfolds for me because I don't. I'm not invested in plot the same way you are and story, and so I don't know. I, I guess I benefit from that because I'm surprised a lot in movies but I also then when I think about it later I think oh gosh yeah that was painfully obvious dude why didn't you see that
2: yeah I mean and that that unfortunately is my problem with most movies is I go in is that
1: you're too clever yeah you're too well, clever Josh. yeah I'm too
2: smart
0: <laughs> um I go
2: in and I want to you know pretty much figure out what the story is like what's the hook of this story how is this right. gonna you know evolve into where we're gonna get at the end
1: yeah um, the hook of this story is rufus wainwright wainwright tugging at your heartstrings and making you weep
2: who's rufus wainwright
1: he's one of the singers of the songs in the movie rob thomas does one that makes you want to weep a little there were
2: more than two songs
1: yeah there's like six songs in that movie oh, really? where people sang Oh. Seriously, it's a great soundtrack. Oops. It's got they might be giants in the um at the end in the closing credits doing. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Well,
2: that's that's a closing credit song. That's not a real yeah. song. Yeah.
1: No, there's like yeah, there's like half a dozen songs in the movie the that are sung. Song? The All American Rejects sing Future Has Arrived.
2: Oh, see, I didn't know that was.
1: Yeah, it's a great Damn. soundtrack. Man, it it's one of those Disney animated movies, a rare Disney animated movies where it just. You know, like pop music. The score was done by Danny Elfman, and it to me it's a very uh, un-Elfman-like sounding soundtrack? soundtrack. To me, it doesn't really leap off of the or leap to my ears as a, an Elfman composition. But I love it. I think it's really beautiful.
2: Yeah, I mean the it's it's all right, I guess. I mean, like music-wise. I did, like we just said. Like, I didn't know that there were more than two mm-hmm. like songs in yeah. this movie. I thought the rest of it's like orchestral. I didn't even think about any mm-hmm. other music throughout. Right. Uh, probably because there's so much going on at the screen. Like, yeah. There's it, it so really much is, stuff man. on screen all the time.
1: Especially once you get to the Robinsons' house. My goodness. It's like what's going on? We
2: we <laughs> we spend a lot of time in. Whatever Lewis's uh, his current year, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of draggy. I mean, I'm probably knowing probably because I knew where we were going. Yeah. I knew that you know uh, what's what's the there is sort what's of his, an what's aimless his son's part. name Wilbur Wilbur. I knew Wilbur was coming. Yeah. So the whole time, I'm like, okay, when's he going to get there? When's he going to? Oh, the science fair. That's right. Yeah. Okay, we can go with the science fair. Maybe, we maybe, yeah. you know, hurry us yeah. on just a little bit. But, I mean, I guess the music's okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> all right, you
0: didn't notice um, the music, no, so I let's didn't notice move any on. Of that.
2: Um, character design-wise, I really liked Lewis.
1: Lewis is cool. And
2: yeah. uh, Wilbur. Like, they were really cool. And I, the whole family, really. All of the Robinsons
1: yeah, were really good. It's in a collective And group. I guess
2: some of them aren't really Robinsons. Because, I mean, the only two Robinsons are...
1: Well, you got the three who, brothers...
2: But those are those are uh, Franny's.
1: I don't know. Siblings. I, they go through that family tree so fast. All I know is that Tom Selleck's his dad. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's all I know.
2: Well, actually, Tom Selleck is Cornelia. Is him? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, that's he's Wilbur's. He turns into in
2: Tom Selleck. Yep. Um, but no, like the one character that I didn't understand her character design was Angela Bassett's character.
1: Oh, the the, is she the orphanage lady. The orphanage lady.
2: She doesn't yeah. look like anybody else in the movie. Yeah, that. Her design a is different. really bizarre. Yeah. Um. And what you what you were saying when uh, you said Lassiter came over from Pixar? Uh uh-huh. You can kind of tell like some of these characters. Like, what's the one who become ends up becoming Lewis's mom? The one with the caffeine patches.
1: Oh, uh, Lucille. Lucille. Yeah.
2: She looks like someone that came straight out of a Pixar.
1: Yeah, you think so? Yeah.
2: She looks like, she has that, because Disney has, the way Disney goes now, Mm -hmm. all of their characters have a similar design. Yeah. And the same thing with Pixar. Pixar humans have a similar design.
1: That's pretty true. I
2: mean, other than, you know, like, your main characters, Mm -hmm. like, uh, what's the dude, is it Carl from Up? What's the old man? Yeah, Carl. He looks different just because he's squat old man. But Mm -hmm. everybody else in that movie looks the same. Yeah, I agree. So she looks like she came from Pixar.
1: I can see that actually. I never really thought about that. Yeah, but that kind of makes sense. But the the
2: Robinsons they don't really look like they came from Pixar. So
1: I think maybe they start like that whole
2: gym scene.
1: Gym scene.
2: The the gym scene where the the science. Oh, fair, in the science fair. Yeah, I think that may have been. That I could see that being an added thing from. Yeah. You know, Lassiter putting on mm-hmm. because the gym teacher also looked like. Someone that you would see in like a Pixar kinda movie. Kind of
1: like Mr. Kinda, Incredible a little bit. Yeah,
2: I, I love how science teachers all have that exact same science teacher look. Because mm-hmm. like seeing him, I was like, oh, that's like every science teacher. Like <laughs> the dude from Stranger
1: Things. Yep.
2: <laughs> I love how they all have a similar vibe. Yeah, I It's totally really agree. cool.
1: So uh, let's go back to the Robinsons. Who is your favorite character at the house?
2: There are too many characters at that house. Like, that's my one problem with the Robinsons, is there's too many many
1: Robinsons. I like Frankie, the singing frog, the lead singer of the frog band. Is he really a Robinson? I just said, I said, at the Robinsons, what's what's your favorite character? Um, And my favorite character is Frankie. (laughs) um, (laughs) Ring-a-ding-ding. He's awesome.
2: I don't know, I really liked Goob.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, he wasn't at the Robinsons, but we'll talk about him he in was, a minute. He
2: was at the house for a he, long he period of time. I guess he does get
1: there. He does um, get there.
2: I guess, like, at the Robinson house, uh, probably the robot.
1: Yeah, he was awesome. Carl? Carl? Yay, Carl! Stop! <laughs> it's not funny! I know! It's just funny that my wife thinks that's the greatest line ever. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> the, um, the dinosaur, though, that Goob goes back to get... That's probably the best animated thing in the movie. That
2: I agree with.
1: I I mean, he looks phenomenal. All the scaly skin on him, and man, he looks great. It's still kind of a kooky, cartoony style, but the textures and the way they rendered him was really awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about the villain or villains. Because there's really two.
2: Let's and we're not going to talk about the science in this movie because Josh found lots of holes
1: in the. Oh science yeah, in this, this is movie. pure fantasy. There's this no is a pure real time travel rules apply. So. Oh my
2: gosh, because Lord have mercy! <laughs> like if no, Doctor, they destroyed the universe
1: like 16 if, times. If
2: Doctor Who and Star Trek and all these different <laughs> things teach you anything, this time travel doesn't work.
1: No, they teach you that science fiction writers don't really know time travel. This
2: is also very <laughs> true.
1: Because okay. It's not real let's and it about, can't work. Let's talk about the villains.
2: Yeah, Goob. You understand why Goob is like the way he is.
1: Uh huh. They well, they show you a really yeah. Good they they kind show of you that, cool, montage, that montage montage him becoming this weird recluse. But yeah, but you can character. see it
2: too because you're like, oh wow, yeah, Lewis is not a really nice guy.
1: Well, From, he's, a uh, like, he's, bad, he's a bad roommate. for he's a bad guy. I, that's what
2: I mean. Like, yeah. he's a he's kind of a. He's a jerk in the aspect that he doesn't pay attention to yeah. any of his other surroundings.
1: Right, he's he has he an is obsession. He's very narrow,
2: like narrow-minded. So he's yes. just like boom,
1: mm-hmm. like a
2: laser. This is what I'm gonna do. This is it. But exactly. Then that's it.
1: Little he's got that little vision. little Michael Gubian though, Yagubian, is so adorable. adorable. I love that little kid and his little the way he talks and like how he's his, like he's drinking the ju- he's
2: drinking the juice box and then he's like. <laughs> Gets
1: the, he gets, gets the cup of coffee. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, ah, it's good Joe. That's good Joe. He's <laughs> like, so he's, cute. He's yeah. great. No, but I but I think this is one of the most unique villains in the Disney canon because he's really just the dupe of the whole thing. Like yep. he thinks he's this mastermind, but really it's this totally I mean, other he thing. He only has
2: like a what? Uh like fourth grade education. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's totally he uneducated.
1: There's that scene where he's like, with that. And this stick that I found, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to think of something. And really, we come to learn pretty early on that it's his bowler hat that's, that's doing the actual villain. Doris is the, is it Doris or Dolores? Dolores. Like Umbridge. Is it Dolores? Golly, yeah. now I'm second guessing myself. So it is Doris.
2: It is Doris. Okay,
1: good. Whew. Glad to have that off my mind. Had to anyway. Know, I had
2: to do some uh, uh, technical
1: <laughs> things. Yes giggles and stuff uh i i don't know i i think he makes for a really unique villain or it's a unique villain duo and it's
2: a good villain perspective
1: yeah i like how it plays out you know i think it's really funny and of course again the whole movie ends up being so like heartfelt and loving and at the end when he remembers he's like oh yeah before i go and set my whole future let me go make sure Goob's okay too, and he wakes him up to catch that ball yeah. at the end. And I just think it's so wakes sweet. Wakes him up and... in Disney Park. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell tell the people about the little Easter eggs yeah, you well, spotted. I,
2: we just found I found two of those Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got like whenever Goob is at the baseball field, mm-hmm. uh, there's the Lion King poster or like on the fence. It's yeah. like a mural on the fence, and then we've got Toy Story two on the fence,
1: which is pretty cool. No, it wasn't like it was Jungle Book.
2: That's right, Jungle, yeah, Jungle Book. Jungle. I went to the better movie, so I automatically uh, went Lion
1: King. I agree, but you don't have to dis yeah. Jungle Book. Um. No, you don't. Keep going. Keep going. So, anyway, yeah. like that was an eagle eye spot because, and I've seen a ton of those Easter egg lists, but I've never seen these two pointed out. And it's just those little signs in the outfield, and one of them was Jungle Book, and one of them was what was the other one?
2: Toy Story two. Toy Story Because they had. Yeah. A,
1: it had Bullseye, Woody and Bullseye and Jesse, and Jesse, Jesse. yeah, yeah. Um, and they're kind of faded, so mm-hmm. they don't stand out. But man, you spotted them. The other cool Easter egg is in the is when you, they first arrive at Future City. Is that what it's called? Sure, something. And um, they're panning through the city, and you actually see Space Mountain from the oh, Disney that's cool. parks. And in front of it is a sign that says Today Land instead of yeah, Tomorrow I Land, like which is land. the land at the parks where Space Mountain exists. So I thought that was a really cool little nod. Oh, and I think you actually see the rocket ships, too. The original um, rocket ships oh. hmm. in that scene. It's, it's just kind of a cool nod to the parks, which is fun for the kids. That
2: been, it would have been cool if Adam West's uh, character in the Pizza UFO, it was actually a pizza shuttle.
1: A pizza shuttle? Yeah, like.
2: isn't isn't the pizza shuttle what they do in Toy Story?
1: Oh, Pizza Planet. Same thing. The Pizza Planet truck. Yeah, it'd be cool if it was a Pizza Planet UFO it was, it was a spaceship <laughs> or something. Saucer. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would have been funny. But again, that was Pixar, and I don't think they really had any right to, do that to yet. cross over yet. Yeah, when they were making it, it was probably too late in the film to do that. Um, speaking of Easter eggs, today during the um, movie that we saw, Spirited Away, mm-hmm. beforehand they were doing a bunch of trivia on the screen and they pointed out that there oh, is yeah. a Totoro Easter egg in Toy Story 3. You actually see a stuffed um, Totoro on the desk when they're all like typing on the laptop. That was a pretty cool one. Pretty cool crossover. Would, would
2: that be in Andy's room or where was the No, this the was going to – in Toy Story the,
1: 3, it's probably the at the daycare – or it could have been at In the little girls Bonnie's. Room. I think maybe it was at Bonnie's, yeah.
2: Because that would make more sense. She I can't like remember what that scene is
1: from. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'll have to go back and watch. I
2: have, go watch uh, I have to go watch some Toy Story 3. Yeah,
1: I love that movie. I yeah. will.
2: Um, but yeah, like what I was saying earlier, well, it seems like there were parts of the movie that were missing, mm-hmm. they're
1: extremely,
2: like the Robinsons, he stays over for dinner, and then they're mm-hmm. like, let's adopt you.
1: They are it's, very welcoming, and that seemed yeah. a little quick. Yeah, like that was a That's little hair like, trigger it looks like on there the adoption. like
2: could have been – like maybe if he stays there for a couple days yeah. and they'll learn more about it, mm-hmm. then I could see them be like, you know what, Lewis, let's yeah. adopt you. That makes more sense.
1: I also love the fact that it's kind of a Clark Kent Superman scenario <laughs> where – He's just wearing a hat, but you take the hat off, and all of a sudden, it's a dead giveaway of who he is. I was really hoping, <laughs>
2: like, if uh, uh, Franny would have been like, "Do you not, do you think I wouldn't know? You know, right. my husband." Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just well, wearing a hat. He's got the same face. He yeah. speaks the exact same. Yeah, but it's like. Wait, a hat? Well, and his what? parents
1: his parents adopted him at that exact same age. Yeah, you know. So they would have recognized
2: him. It doesn't make a but lot the of whole, sense.
1: Yeah, the whole time lapse thing and, yeah, it's whatever. You just have to leave that stuff behind and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, but I do like, agree. we're not they talking did... about the
2: time stuff because I could do a whole episode on just how the time yeah. travel and meet the Robinsons doesn't work.
1: Right, which, yeah, it doesn't, but... I do agree. They had a hair trigger on the adoption.
2: Haha. Get it, hair trigger because
1: it ah, his hair. That's true. That's, that's very so true. Bad. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else about the story, or was that really the only? That's really kind of it. Hole like the, those. It those that's you? my
2: my only. That, that was the big chunk that I thought mm-hmm. about the movie. It's like well, they were like really ups- Like uh, really, not, I almost said upsetting. They're like really, you know, jump starting this adoption
0: thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, real quick. Eh. I mean, I spent the night over at some friends' houses. They've never asked to adopt me before. It just (laughs) seems weird. You weren't an
1: orphan, though. I could be. And you weren't super smart. I mean, they were going to cash in on that kid.
2: How do you know?
1: That's Uh... a mean thing to say. (laughs) Jesus. I
2: graduated second in my class, sir.
1: How many people were in your class?
2: That doesn't matter. I graduated second. Nope.
1: It might matter. Anyway.
2: (laughs) So what about you? Because uh, we've, we've heard me yammer on about the story. What?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the story is nice um, In and it just has a heart to it. You know, when we mention this movie, when we, we do a post about it or we've mentioned it on other podcasts, we always get comments about it and the comments are always –
2: They're all positive. They're always always
1: positive, and they're always emotional. This this movie has an emotional core to it, and I know so many people that when they mention it, they say either themselves or somebody they know can't watch that movie without crying, and it just it is a wonderfully, you know, heartfelt movie, and you know I like that. I I enjoy that that love that comes through in it, and so. There are some some kind of abrupt parts of the story or some some meandering parts that don't seem to be perfect, but the story as a whole is just so loving and and perfect. I just I don't know. I I have no problems with the story really at all. I my only criticisms for this movie would really just be some of the limitations that they had with animating things at the time yeah um you know some of the expressiveness of the faces and the movement of some of the characters some of the lighting and textures like i feel like they kind of skipped some stuff when they were uh animating the space between the city and their well, house well, well yeah we, it's we, just like long rolling lawn well he of is like everything
2: in this movie so i
1: get it but it's like around the house they had neat neat um topiaries which were really cool i thought and like trampolini patches in the grass and like like
2: the end when uh like uh lewis and uh wilbur wilbur um, they decide to go back, and then Goob's there, and he's like, why didn't you adopt Goob? Mm-hmm. And like, he hides behind a shrub. Yeah. And then it's like, there's nothing but green grass till yeah. you get to that city. It's like, yeah. they can easily just look over that shrub and totally see you and come and catch you. Uh, but we talked about it um, when uh, after we had watched it. It's a very bright and colorful movie, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, palette-wise, it's a very dull movie too because all all of the all of the city looks Mm
0: -hmm. it's
2: the same and so like they they just copy and put the same paint on everything and it just it just makes it not look good it makes it look like a really dull city
1: i mean yeah i felt like everything looks
2: it looks you know cool i guess like the Mm -hmm. buildings and stuff but you're like well it's all like the same building pretty much yeah it's just uh, it just doesn't doesn't work very well
1: i didn't like the i wasn't blown away by the design of the city and it was an interesting choice to make it all white and i kind of feel like it was so they could nest it was, it's like space white in blue there. and
2: orange that's like the only color which is like yeah, your wardrobe
1: there's, there's very little of anything but whites and tones of whites. That's mostly what it is in the city. And and so when we're in the future, it's all very bright daylight kind of lighting, and it seems kind of blankety. And then when we're in... It's rainy the whole time, Lewis's pretty much. Lewis's time, yeah, it's either rainy or, or there's overcast. kind of a warm nostalgic filter on it. And so I get that they're trying to, you know, immediately, you know, give you a clue with the lighting, like where we are if we're in our time or if we're in future time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, despite the, the spectrum of colors that are used, I do agree that there is an element of kind of flatness to it in, in its color scheme because of the lighting that they're able to do, which obviously by the time they get to Tangled, they've just crushed it and, you know, they get lighting and it's a beautiful thing at that point. And then what they do in Moana is just, It's ridiculous how gorgeous that movie is. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, those are kind of my only problems with it. But um, what do you think? Do you think this is a movie for everybody?
2: Yeah, I can see this being a movie for everybody. I kind of think it is, too. It's got enough. there's, There's not anything scary about this movie. Right. There's not really any... Boring parts of this movie.
1: Josh I mean, didn't get on his phone once.
2: No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> like I said, there, There's a little, very small bit of slow stuff when Lewis is building his contraption.
1: Oh, yeah. That
2: could have been maybe a shorter montage. Yeah. Maybe just be like, oh, I built this. Cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been all right. But after when we get to the future, which that's probably my favorite part of the movie... Whenever they go from the past to the future, that time slip space thing that they mm-hmm. do is so seamless. Yeah. It's really cool because I like the way like, they do it too. When the first time that they go, it's like It's like like the bubble appears and then mm-hmm. they're boom, oh, they're automatically there. Yeah. There's no like Doctor Who or Stargate like, like going a through a wormhole <laughs> thing. There's none of that. There's no hyperspace. It's right. just, oh, we're here like oh wow that was that was really quick yeah i th- that was a neat part of the movie
1: i agree I, I like the way that they pulled that off i like the design of those uh, time machines i thought they were kind of neat little sleek like single they're very wing they're very like 50s design. sci-fi yeah there was a lot of retro sci-fi look in the film uh, i i loved seeing the sequence of failed time machines Mm -hmm. (laughs) before they get to the real one
2: it's like like, that's a bolt like that's all that's left (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) that was really good so yeah i agree i i mean i think this movie has something for pretty much everybody um you know if you like to cry this is a good one to put in see i
2: wasn't emotional until the very very end of the
1: movie that's where i guess most people that's where i got it yeah yeah it but man it's kind it's of so wanted sweet. more
2: of a love story. Didn't really get a love story. Well, it's they one were of those... already there, which I, it makes sense. I mean, it's not going to be like back to the future, right. which is, uh, well, when he's going to like be with his mom. That's,
1: <laughs> that's a bit much. That's hilarious. No, it, it, to me, it's one of those that it's like you get to see, okay, this is the outcome of the romance that you guys share. And here's how it all begins. And now it's, to you up to you to just imagine the gap in between like oh my gosh we know they're gonna live Which happily also ever seems after. Like, cheating. like
2: that seems like cheating too
1: yeah i guess i don't know i kind of like it though i mean they It's like
2: oh yeah we're gonna get married later well he's, he, he's, he's like we're gonna get married later you smart
1: well there was it's like, a proposed sequel to this movie that lasted or nixed so they may have gone into that and shown them you know falling in love and growing up and whatever him going going
2: to university graduate what he graduated university at 14
1: probably didn't
2: isn't that what the uh the radio said when goob was oh yeah
1: when they're listening yeah he he goes real fast i don't remember if it was 14 or not but we'll
2: say it's 14
1: 14 we'll give
2: him we'll make him smart like jimmy neutron
1: oh i've never seen jimmy neutron
2: both have big hair yeah it Yeah.
1: it was a big hair time
2: and robot sidekicks yeah. Anti machines.
1: Do you have the ability to say robot? Robot. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, so are uh, are we wrapping it up? You want to yeah, move into it's good. the top five?
2: Um. Well, we you have this thing of you want to just go straight oh, into things. I always
1: forget to you forget r- rate it. You
2: forget the ratings.
1: Well, we already rated one, so I just guess I thought whatever. Okay. What was your excuse last let's time? Let's rate it. And I'm <laughs> terrible at this job.
2: Um. I'm probably going to give this – I give this a solid four dippers.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's very good. For me, out of Jiminy Crickets, this to me is a solid three. Um, still on the top half of the scale. But for me, visually, there were a lot of limitations to what they could do at the time at the Disney Studio with CG so I just feel like visually it falls a little bit flat for me, but the story and the characters are wonderful and delightful, and my heart is touched every time I watch. Nice. Yeah.
2: I'm really looking forward to the comments because I always get torn apart because I always
1: rank this <laughs> stuff low. Yeah, and I is,
2: actually liked it, you and Gavin's it? like, I give it a three because I hate it. Oh my
1: it. gosh, that's so not the case. So I, hope, is... I hope
2: everybody goes after you this week so I can have a break for a week. <laughs>
1: Well, bring it on. I will defend the fact that I love this movie, and a three is not a bad mark.
2: Okay, so time for the top five?
1: Yes! And now, for another top five! All right, so we're going to do the top five animated families. Since we had a movie about a family, we thought we'd uh, do Families this
0: week. I
2: thought
1: it was a good idea. Yeah, it was your idea. It was a great idea. That's why
2: I thought it was a good one. Perfect.
1: So I'm going to kick it off, and I'm going to let you have the mic drop moment at the end of our list tonight. So, you know, decide what how you're going to rank those, because I can see you haven't numbered them yet. Hey, don't look at my <laughs> stuff, you cheater. I couldn't cheater. read it. I just could see there's no numbers. All right, so I'm going to start it off, and... You you may give me flack for this one. I don't know. but Me um, give you
2: flack? Nah, bro. Of,
1: that would be a first, huh? So um, thinking of families, uh, this is a family from a film that we have done on one of our episodes. And it's an animal family. And it's – I don't know what to call them other than calling them the Dalmatians from 101 Dalmatians. And I just love – that family because they're they're so tight and they have this epic struggle and adventure to reunite throughout that film and then when they do it just becomes a bigger family and I don't know. I just think they're cool So awesome like family. so
2: like are you talking about the original fourteen puppies or and, and the, the eighty nine other yeah, ones I mean, that it, they adopt the later. End, I'm yeah, sorry the whole thing. that they stole yeah, adopt they stole those from Koela stole back she has a receipt that Man, little puppy said we're bought and paid for and they're, they're like bought and paid we'll just go ahead and steal these puppies
1: yeah no i'm talking about all of them because at first they're an awesome family of 16 and then they become an awesome family of 101
2: oh, wait, it's only 15
1: However many it is, because she's remember. like
2: thirteen, and then
1: it dies, and they're like twelve.
0: No,
2: they There's bring it back. Twelve, yeah, but then it comes back. So thirteen and then two, so you have to be fifteen.
1: Is it anyway? It's a whole lot of dogs, and I don't know. I just think they're an awesome animated family.
2: I like how you thought I was gonna tear that apart. I think that's a well, really good pick.
1: Okay, good. I, like I didn't those know puppies. if you. Okay, I didn't know if you'd.
2: Yeah, all want the it to all the more... girl ones are supposed to have blue collars and then <laughs> the boys have red collars and then that swaps halfway through the movie and uh, they all I have the same color
1: collar spots and collars got lost in the yeah mix. and then
2: ones that don't aren't like don't have collars suddenly have collars yeah. yeah
1: i can't even imagine the herculean task of animating all those puppies
2: my goodness that yeah. would have been
1: they deserve an award for that they probably got some awards i don't know all right dude what's your number five
2: my number five, I'm going to go a little Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with The Pickles Family from Rugrats.
1: I knew those pickles would be on here. With
2: Tommy and Dill. Dill
1: and, and, and bread and butter. Stew and Dee Dee. Mm.
2: No, there, aren't, there is no bread and butter pickles. There should be. Yeah, maybe, maybe Tommy and Susie's kid's name will be bread and butter pickles.
1: All right. I like it.
2: That's all I got. I, I, like I didn't have anything.
1: Yeah, you talked about them um, during the um, which episode was it? Was it the one that we did with Cloud City cast? I talked about. I talked about. I talked, talked about shows?
2: them a couple times. I think it was that one. But that
1: one times. was when you revealed the kind of depth of the story that they go into yeah. in the show. It's crazy, man.
2: Yeah, they're you know, and we got the Hanukkah episodes. Which remember, yeah. kids, Hanukkah is December twenty fourth through January first this year. Is so it sure and celebrate with all your Jewish brethren. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know that. Nice. Yep. Shout out. <laughs> Sh-
2: Shalom, I guess. <laughs> Why not?
1: Shalom out. Uh, all right. So, my number four is from tonight's movie. The Robinson. Oh, I thought
2: you were going to say it was.
1: Uh, uh, no, it's not. Uh, I, yeah. Chihiro's family. Chihiro and her two pig parents. No, it was not that. By
2: the way, what the heck? Like, some of the worst parents, right? Yeah. They ignore their daughter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. There's... We're just going to eat this food. Come on, stop being a
1: wuss, kid. Yeah. They're, they weren't real. And she's nice. what, 10? Something she's like, like I don't want to yeah. go in
2: the dark. <laughs> creepy tunnel. It's like, ah, put rub some dirt on it. Come yeah. on. That movie like, has a geez. weird beginning.
1: I agree. Anyway, my pick is tonight's family, the Robinsons, because come on, they're awesome. I like it. They're it's a, a huge pick. crew of zany characters.
2: All right. So for my number four, I went with a little anime called Dragon Ball Z, and I went with the Son family. Oh, okay. So I guess I guess it's Son because he's Son Goku.
1: So it's, it's Goku's don't look family. To me for so confirmation I would assume it
2: would be the Son family. Just the way I didn't know there were any familial
1: work. relationships in a show yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: Goku marries Chi Chi, okay. who's the daughter of the Ox King, mm-hmm. and then they have Gohan. Oh, okay. And then after Gohan, they have Goten.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So they are a family. They are
2: a family. Yeah.
1: And they're your. Fourth favorite family.
2: Fourth favorite family.
1: Excellent pick, Josh. Thank you.
2: <laughs> you don't know the joys of DBZ.
1: I don't. No. I don't at all. Goten,
2: the Might cutest little, little character
1: ever. So, uh, go ahead. You can't beat Baby Moana.
2: Can't. Uh, he can because he can command Kamehameha, Baby Moana. Uh, I don't know what that means. The youngest kid ever to go Super Saiyan.
1: Bro. Oh, I take it all back then. Yep, that's right. You better. Okay, only so we can move on. My number three is... The most famous animated TV family of all time. The Griffins. The Simpsons. Oh, it's not the Oblongs? Yeah, the Simpsons. They're awesome. Careful, you
2: can't do that too long. You get a strike.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I just got a little bit in there. So shout out to Danny Elfman again, who did that song. Really? Yeah, that's Danny Elfman, who did the Simpsons theme. He's amazing. Anyway, The Simpsons uh, came out when I was in, I want to say, third or fourth grade. Maybe – no, I was in fifth grade. So back in 1984.
0: And, you know, I mean that was a
1: big deal. And Bart Simpson, like, was an immediately iconic character and, you know, they really changed the landscape of television in a lot of ways. Did
2: you ever use Eat My Shorts?
1: Did I ever use eat yeah. my shorts did ever tell anybody, as a phrase?
2: Yeah, did you ever tell sure. anybody to eat my shorts? Yeah.
1: Did you ever? Don't get have a cowman a, and cowabunga and uh, whatever did else Did you ever said? get
2: Butterfingers just because Bart Simpson would eat a Butterfinger?
1: I already liked Butterfingers, but he definitely increased the sales of Butterfingers. Every kid <laughs> I knew back in the late 80s was eating Butterfingers. And
2: they were doing that, don't lay a finger on my Butterfinger? Yes,
1: finger. absolutely. Oh, man. They were saying, Lego my ego, and they were saying, better not lay a finger on my Butterfinger. That's good. Yeah. You know it. Wow. Anyway, Simpsons.
2: So for my number three, I went another anime,
1: uh-huh. one
2: that we've watched but we haven't covered yet. Ooh. I went Summer Wars, and I went with the Gina oh, Uchi family. Okay. Just because I want to be a part of that family so bad. <laughs> it would be the best Why? family to be a part of. Just because they're just a nice they're family? All, they're
1: all super nice. Except isn't there like some dirtbag uncle or something? Hey. <laughs> I wabi- don't remember. Hey,
2: Wabiske. He was – he did some bad things, but he uh-huh. did it for the good of the family
1: because oh. he was trying to get the family's
2: money. Spoilers. He's trying to get the family's money back.
1: Oh, jerk with a heart of gold. Exactly. Got he it. He just
2: went about it the wrong way. Got All it. All he did was sell Love Machine to the U.S. government, and mm. they're the ones, conveniently, because it's Japan,
0: <laughs>
2: the, the Americans messed it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost caused World War III. Right.
1: Nice.
2: All right. Yeah, just watch the Digimon movie. That makes movie. sense that you would
1: pick that since it's your favorite um, anime yes. movie, right? Yes, still your favorite. Still okay. my favorite. I thought maybe Spirited Away would bump it today.
2: Um, I see. It's it's still one of those things that I it's a really hard for me to consider like the Ghibli stuff as anime. I know it's anime, <laughs> but it just doesn't fit in with like what so i can have see, like different, it's a completely shtick. different style too yeah so i i put those off in their own genre so it's like you've got your disney movies you got your dreamworks movies mm-hmm. you got your pixar movies you got your anime and then you got your Ghiblies.
1: we should have um i think we should have my wife back on and we should have on one of our episodes a discussion on what is anime Because I think it's an interesting question. It's come up a couple times. Well, according to your
2: wife, the only anime is only people speaking in Japanese because dubs are apparently the devil. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. We can talk about subs versus dubs, which is an interesting combo as well. But I I think it's interesting because the definition is varied amongst different people. When you ask different people what is anime, you're going to get a couple different answers. So that might be an interesting thing for us to discuss
2: nifty maybe we'll we'll think about it so yeah go with go with the gina uchis
1: excellent i think that's a good pick okay my number two is from a movie i doubt you've seen i've seen all the movies oh yeah okay so this is the fox family from fantastic Fantastic mr Mr. fox Fox. have you seen that Ah, oh, I love that movie. I like that movie, and yeah, I just I love Wes Anderson. It's a what the
2: heck movie
1: though. Yeah, it re- I mean it's very. There's Wes a Anderson. lot of death in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 a it's a real movie, man. I, I love it, and I like Wes Anderson, and every one of his movies has at at least an interesting family. They're not always necessarily lovable or yeah. You know, one that you can root for, but they're always very interesting, very eccentric, very quirky. And the foxes are no exception. And Jason Schwartzman is amazing in that movie. So is George Clooney. Yeah.
0: Can't forget Clooney.
1: (laughs) I just, I'm delighted every time I watch it. So they're, they're definitely my number two favorite animated family.
2: Nice. I like it. I like it. Thank you so my number two i went with a little disney movie yes called the lion king oh. and i went with i guess it's simba's family the the M- pride mufasa's, mufasa's family mufasa's the pride pride yeah, yeah whatever so with uh, simba. the simba rock fam yeah so we went with simba and nala and kiara and kion
1: for those of you that don't know those last two names, apparently the story continues after the movie with yeah, various dude,
2: I, I think it's sequels weird that you've shows. never seen Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Why? The
1: directed DVD stuff doesn't interest me.
2: But Matthew Broderick was in it, so it should interest you. And you and your
1: love affair with Matthew Broderick. No, I have
2: a love affair with Sam Neill.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous, Who too. totally
2: could have been James Bond, but Pierce Brosnan came in and stole it.
1: Why so does every conversation go back to this? Because Sam Neill's awesome. Ah. <sighs>
2: It's Dr. Grant. I mean, Jurassic Park is awesome, yeah. Yeah, and so is Event Horizon, both no. with Sam Neill. Wow. And so is... is the one season Fox show Alcatraz that got canceled oh my starring gosh. Sam Neill.
1: Wow. So, since we veered all the way as far as we can get from animation, let's veer back. Who did you pick? Oh, yeah. I the, think that picked Sim- the Lion King family. Geez. Oh, my gosh. How did we get to Event Horizon from The Lion King Sam Neill. King?
2: Because it all comes back to Sam Neill. You're nuts.
1: Okay, no, that's a great pick. I think they're they're good. You haven't seen you
2: haven't seen me the, uh, the Lion Guard, have you?
1: Nope, I've seen the pin that I bought you at Disneyland, mm. and that's it.
2: You know what we may do?
1: What may we do?
2: So. Josh is having a birthday in December, mm-hmm. and we have an episode that comes out the 19th, which is the day after his birthday.
1: Yes, we do. So, Does Josh always speak in the third person now? Is this how this is going to only, be?
2: Only when Josh speaks about his birthday.
1: Only when he's making suggestions only to his co Only when co-host. he's making
2: suggestions <laughs> that maybe we watch The Lion King, since it is my favorite I
1: would. Disney. I would say that would probably be a great time to do that.
2: And then after as... The Lion King, maybe we're not going to watch Lion King 2 Simba's Pride because it's hot street trash or Lion King 1.5. Isn't and a
1: it 1.5? I tried to shoehorn one in between. Yeah, that's
2: also hot street trash. Um, Why maybe is hot street
1: trash worse than cold street because trash? Because hot street trash smells in cold dozens.
2: Well, I mean, when it's cold, it things don't smell as much when it's cold. When it's Think about this. Okay. Say you're in
1: Wait. This is event horizon all over again. <laughs> no. go back so to what hot, you're saying. So, it's street trash.
2: <laughs> um, but maybe we watch The Lion Guard. It's only like maybe. 40 minutes per episode. No, just the, the, they they did a movie. They did oh, direct to DVD oh, movie see. and thing that they showed on the Disney to kick off the kick series. It off. So I got maybe it. we watch just that. Maybe we do. Cause I mean, yeah, it's just two episodes yeah. put together. Nice. That's all they do it. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Burp, burp. Burp,
1: burp. Okay. My honorable. Gavin, mentions. what's your oh?
2: You got honorable mentions. Yeah. Oh, Lord.
1: I only have two. So one of them I know you like. One of them I don't know if you like. I'm really mm-hmm. not sure. So I, I put the Pines family on there because, you know, I'm, I'm falling in love with them. I don't have oh, the the passionate love that you have for them, but I'm definitely falling for them. I completely forgot about the Pines family. You did not. Are they not on your next no. thing? You're so dumb, dude. Oh, dude. Wow, it's written in stone now, too. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> your Pines. Shoot. Your Pines family. What else
2: you got?
1: And then the Griffins from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like them. I don't like them all the time, but They're I pretty much like them a lot. They're good for one episode
2: every two months.
1: Yeah. As you can tell, neither of us are big on kind of the classic animated families, like the Flintstones or the Jetsons. Those don't really do much for us. We like more modern stuff. Yeah. So am I dropping my one? Or number you doing one. Your number one. Okay. My number one from Pixar... The superest of families, the Incredibles, or the Par family. They're called Parr? Yeah, when they're being normal people, they're the Pars. So, like, par yeah. for the course? Kind of, guess. Uh, I guess, yeah. it, I
2: guess it, since it's a par, yeah. it's not a yeah. bogey, it's not a birdie, it's yeah. a par. Mm-hmm. They're just middle of the road, yeah, there's right zeros. The middle,
1: exactly. So, yeah, no, I, I think they're, to me, the just awesomest animated family for... obvious reasons but also for just kind of subtle family reasons too i love all the little relationships between each of them and how you know you get to see a little moment between pretty much all of those characters and each other like at least once during the film and i don't know i think it's great and i'm super excited about incredibles 2 which is like a million years away
2: only 2018
1: is it or is it 2019 which Either way, they they
2: I don't I remember. Think they, they
1: keep switching around. I think they around. pushed
2: Toy Story back and put moved Incredibles
1: up. They shouldn't have even told us until it's like a year away, because it's way too much anticipation. Well,
2: that's like saying, why did they tell us that there's going to be a Han Solo movie? That's not till 2018.
1: I agree. Don't tell us yet. It's just too mean. It's too mean. I can't. Mean. My little heart can't take it. All this great stuff coming out. I just, I mean, it's going to be a miracle if I make it to June 16th.
2: June sixteenth.
1: Cars three. Josh.
2: Do we have to see that?
1: I saw the trailer on the big screen again this weekend.
2: It was <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> okay, do your honorable mentions.
2: I have one honorable mention.
1: It's the Pines family because I forgot.
2: Yeah, that makes me really upset <laughs> that I forgot them. I um, can't believe but you forgot them. No, I went with the Akari family from The ungenesis even Gal.
1: Okay. I'm
2: just kidding. That's that's real.
1: Yes. Oh, is that not your oh okay
2: they're, no they're not actual like yeah they, they kind of hate each other so they're not real I don't really have any honorable we're not mentions.
1: ranking the quality of the family we're ranking which ones you like the most yeah
2: yeah. so I didn't, I didn't have any honorable okay. mentions. Um my number one I went with a little show on Disney XD called Gravity Falls, and with the Pines
1: family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to trick
1: you. Did you, ha- did you have it there the whole time? Uh,
2: hold on, let me get this puppy right you out. Jerk. What's at the very top of that list, Gavin? It
1: the says Pines. the Pines family. <laughs> you uh, got me. Yeah,
2: Dipper and Mabel and Grunkle Stan and Grunkle Ford and Waddles.
1: Really, if you're Perfect. differentiating those two, wouldn't it be Grunkle Lee and Grunkle Ford?
2: No. No.
1: Because isn't they still it Stanley and Stanford? Yeah, but they
2: still call him Grunkle Stan.
1: Right, but if you're just trying to differentiate, no, who they the two. they call
2: they call Ford Ford. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm not Ford. really
1: in the Ford episodes yet. Like I've seen one seen really the with one. him. So okay, that makes sense.
2: Which, by the way, stop you know messing around and finish Gravity Falls so we can talk about Gravity Falls. Yeah, no,
1: I need to steer I need to steer Charlie back towards it because she started tell us to, on a new show. How
2: to stop watching Blacklist.
1: Oh, it's done. She's, she finished it. What are you guys watching now? Well, no, it's not done. She caught up to the recent series okay. um, uh, Vice Principals. Yeah. Danny McBride. Danny
2: McBride's too much. Uh,
1: I like him. He's a dirty mouthed David Brent. And by David Brent, I mean Ricky Gervais on The Office, not other posers. Um, so, yeah, that was Did a good top take a five. Did you
2: get Steve Carell? Yeah,
1: and just that show. Ooh. I like Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, good top five, man. Thank you. All I right. liked it. It was a pretty good one. So uh, did you want to do any shout-outs?
2: I do have some shout-outs. We have some awesome people that have been leaving us some cool comments on Thanks, our awesome social Thanks, awesome people. Um, uh, primarily, we've got Soccer Christina.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was excited about um, our, Moana our Moana stuff. One. Or she reacted she to it. She reacted to I don't, to know she I don't think she was excited about, about it. About Moana Again, stuff. Again, I think, I think we were... <laughs> We were misunderstood by our public. and um, I imagined yeah. her
2: typing that out, hitting sin, and be like, poser. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez.
1: Uh, no, but yeah, we really, we really did love Moana uh, to varying degrees. And I love it even more having seen it the second time. So, um, anyway, but thanks for commenting to us. We love it. Um,
2: good old Josh Hickey. Yep. Our friends over at Cloud City Cast, those Trip C's. Yep, yep. Liam and Brittany. Yep. And Hannah, uh, Elledge, a silly red
1: on mm-hmm. the Instas and Twitters. All great friends of the show. Yep.
2: Oh, and those yeah. awesome, your awesome, cool friends that you've met a couple times. Yeah,
1: the podcasters gave us a little shout out this week. Uh, Helptimous. I can't say they're
2: my friends yet because we haven't
1: interacted. Yeah, they're your friends by I just, proxy.
2: I just sit in the corner because yeah. no one wants to talk to no, me.
1: No, but they were really awesome and just surprised us with a, a repost of our Meet the Robinsons homework post and shouted us out about our last episode where we talked about beating the Beast. So um, if you guys haven't um, taken the time to go over to podcuteers.com and check out what they're all about, you definitely should. They have a great website. You can buy... They've been Pod doing a lot stuff. of sales
2: on their merch lately.
1: They have had, um, they, they sell teas on Republic of Teas, and there's been a lot of sales recently on there. Is it Republic of Teas or Tea Public? You're right. Tea Public. Okay. I'm thinking of the tea maker, like brewed tea. <laughs> <It's> Republic, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, tea Public. And uh, yeah, and check them out. They're on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places too. Their podcast is hilarious. And absolutely entertaining. They do it once a week on Wednesdays, so go check them out. Nice. Yeah.
2: And, of course, you know, give a nice little big shout-out to our listener and winner of the Thanksgiving contest, Mr. Tim Page.
1: Oh, yeah. Have we actually not said it on the podcast yet?
2: No, we said it that one episode because it was last
1: episode. Oh, was it last
2: episode? Yeah. God, it seems
1: like so long ago. So much has happened between... I remember you guys. Don't, don't don't worry, <laughs>
2: listeners. Josh still knows what day hey, it is.
1: Hey, congrats, Tim. Your package is on its way soon.
2: Someone has to get off their lazy booty
1: and finish the sketch. It's finished. Oh. We're, we're ready to ship it out tomorrow.
2: Never mind, Tim. So it's
1: coming, <laughs> it'll buddy. Be, it'll be shipped. It's coming. I just need to post a picture of it because it's really cool.
2: Nice. So, Gavin, where can everybody find you?
1: Well, they can find me right now in Rapunzel's Tower or josh kane's apartment hello and uh he let down his long flowing hair to let me in today yes and uh if you want to find me on instagram and twitter it's at gavin Otteson art what about you
2: you can find me i guess up at rapunzel's tower yeah right here um you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane and you can find the show at Animation Station Podcast on Instagram, at Animate Podcast on the Twitters. You can find us on Facebook. You can do us on Tumblr.
1: <laughs> that still cracks me up. Because,
2: sure, <laughs> we, should, we should do. We should Are we get on a,
1: Snapchat yet? We should
2: get a Snapchat
1: account. Jeez.
2: And if anybody knows a new social media out there that no one's really heard of, let us know. We'll yeah, get we don't want to be the forerunners
1: on, on the next thing.
2: We'll start doing AMAs on Reddit. <laughs> I don't
1: even know what that nah, means. that's fine. You don't know a lot. Uh, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Nice. Find us on the website at mm-hmm. You can. I, I need to get on that and actually work some stuff
1: on yeah, it. I don't have much going on there yet, but 2017, I think we'll spend a little more time fleshing that out, giving you guys some more stuff maybe we'll have a a database of all of our movie ratings and where we've like all of our top fives i think that would be interesting interesting yeah and so maybe even have a comment section there where they can they can post their own top fives i don't know something that could be cool that'd be nifty why don't you get on that webmaster sure (laughs) yeah gavin i'll get right on that (laughs) thanks man
2: let let me edit this and overhaul the website tonight how about that (laughs)
1: Okay, I'll work on the logo. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> forget it. I'm done now. Okay. All well, right, so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm salty.
1: You're salty? What am I? Sweet? You're,
2: no, you're, yeah, no, you're, you're salty. Light. I'm
1: sweet. I no, like that. Yeah, I'm salty. And you're just old. And sweet and sour. You're
2: old and vinegary.
1: <laughs> oh, pickled. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast.